Hi, this is Jen Schwartz. Welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit, Effective Thinking for Potent Exercise. Welcome to another episode of Lab of Me on Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am a full-time muscle activation techniques specialist that is also a specialized personal trainer and strength and conditioning coach. I help my clients unlock hidden or lost strength and overcome injuries, anything that could hold them back from living a healthy lifestyle. Not anything. Let's just say in the muscular sense. So I deal and interact with the muscular system day in and day out. I investigate their specific issues and collaborate with them to resolve and integrate exercise into their new outlook. And that's where Think Fit, Be Fit comes in. This outlook I have found to be one of the most important things to a client and my own and my friends, their autonomy when it comes to exercise, being able to stay in control of what you're doing and more importantly, control the outcome and get the results that you want, that you desire and deserve. Think Fit, Be Fit believes that exercise is fundamental to a healthy life. The more you can apply science to your fitness, the more you can control, the more in control you are of your outcome. What's going on today? It's lab of me. So we're doing about 15, 20 minutes about the process that I'm going through with my own body and how I talk through things and things that I find interesting about working out and how the body responds to exercise and stress. We're going to talk about how my body responds and how you can make observations, how, how you would apply this information is learning how to make observations about your own stuff and setting up little experiments to see what will work for you. Hence the lab of me. What's going on today? So assess and conquer is what I'm calling this episode. And assess and conquer is part goal setting, but an elevated way of setting goals a hypothesis about reframing our perception of goals to make them more realistic, make them actually happen. And then the conquer part, I am going to talk through a few points on how to use numbers in your fitness. And there are a lot of options. as far as numbers go, including this really accurate way of assessing body fat with the right mindset. It's too often that we are being amateur about our goals and only setting a number and not understanding the 
complications and the complexity of fat loss. It's actually really challenging for our modern, uh, our, our bodies to adjust to modern society. Uh, hence why there's a lot of chronic issues and why we're exercising more than ever and there is still obesity. Numbers are just continuing to rise. Do you see that that doesn't match? We are seriously doing the most exercise in modern society. Definitely less like physical labor, but the, the fitness and market and the boutique fitness market, they're exploding, but we are still getting fatter. So what's the disconnect? My idea is that the disconnect is that we are being too single, simple-minded about a goal and only putting a number to it, meaning a weight, how much your body weighs, rather than making a strategy, putting things in that make sense. The mechanism that I use for this is called the strategic goal grid. And that's a, what, a big part of what we're gonna get into today. But first, the hypothesis for today, that if we can reframe our perception of goals to self-acceptance and numbers, usable numbers, not nonsense numbers, <laughs> that we can make body composition, lifestyle, any changes, they'll be easier. And more importantly, they're gonna be fun and more, you'll be able to enjoy them more because you're not so wrapped up in the negative self-talk that comes along with an, uh, an ill-targeted goal. My guess is that self-acceptance is the, one of the most important aspects of actually getting this stuff done. I saw this great quote from my Twitter account, which is at Gen Impact, that I, well, that I saw. It's from the University of North Carolina Women's Soccer Strength and Conditioning Program. And it said, Goals are for amateurs, process is for professionals. Love it, I absolutely love it. And it made me see the difference be th that, it made me see something in myself that separates me from other trainers. Not just the education level that, that separates me, but the thing that I saw was that I came from the sports world, I came from the strength and conditioning um, world before I became uh, a very focused muscle activation technique specialist. Um, now, what that means is we're optimizing. It's very hard to be an athlete, have negative self-talk, and perform well probably close to impossible uh, in some people's opinion. Um, being able to execute a skill with confidence and with acceptance of that a mistake could happen at any moment 
explains a lot about mindset and explains a lot about the difference between the normal fitness consumer, which is, I want to lose 10 pounds, air quote, and the difference between that and I want to look good, feel good, and perform well. So keep in mind that self-acceptance is a big part of the goal setting and the planning and the conquering process. It will help you be more strategic. It will help you be more relaxed so that you're not worrying about useless numbers. Okay, let's talk goals. Now I just said a goal is for amateurs. So let's take my, and what the different, uh, goal is for amateur process is for professionals. So how do we take a thing that we want, a goal, and make it a more refined and strategic process? My answer to that is called the goal grid, strategic goal grid. And this came from the, the business world, from the MBA world, if you will, that there is a analysis tool that marketing professionals use called the SWOT analysis. S-W-O-T, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And it, it's a box, it's a grid. So let's do the same thing for our fitness goals. Strengths. Or what do you aspire to? What do you want to preserve? What do you want to avoid? What do you want to eliminate? This grid answers all of those questions and will get you get anyone that uses it and in the right direction. When I realized that I think about this stuff naturally because I understand the details of physiology um, and how the human body responds to exercise and stress, it was very clear to me that I needed to map it out for other people. So here we go. We're gonna talk about this in terms of me, lab of me, right? Um, my overall goal for the next uh, another three months or so is to gain two pounds of muscle, period. In the long-term achievement end of things, my goal is to continue to look good. I love getting compliments. I don't know anybody that doesn't. Um, I love feeling energetic. I love feeling young. I love that I'm in control of my health and that if something does go wrong, I'm closer to bouncing back than if I weren't healthy. That's my theory. Hope it doesn't get tested. Um, so back to the goal grid. So for our strengths, in the fitness sense, we want to preserve our strengths. What is serving myself and my goals? What do I want to preserve? What do I already have that I don't want to go away? Maintaining status quo is so important as you get older. If you maintain your body fat 
and your activity levels, you know, month to month, year to year, as you're getting older, as the hormones are declining and changing, you're winning. People often forget that. You have all these things fighting against you, and if you can maintain, like, that's amazing. So you have to list those things down so you can be excited about them and be proud of them. So for me, I have a very high absolute fitness level, meaning uh, I've worked really hard on every part of my body to be strong, muscularly wise. I have some damaged knees. I have some neck things, some jaw things that I've overcome. All of these things that I've overcome, I have to keep them that way in order to gain my two pounds of muscle. So the achievement part, I just kind of, what do I aspire to? And I just gave you a list of three things. And they might seem a little shallow and whatever, but I, you know, I feel good and I'm not going to apologize about it because if I prepare for greatness, I am preparing for greatness and I am going to be great. You don't have to apologize for feeling that way, and I won't let myself do it, and I won't let my friends do it, and I hope I'm speaking to you as a friend at this point. And I have a commitment to win and empower others to win with this knowledge that I have. Let's create a win-win and commit to winning and empowering each other and empowering yourself. So that's part of our achieve. Our next list that we have to make, avoid. What are the obstacles that I have to avoid? Um, a really great place to list, a really great thing to list here are your fears and consequences of risk. Tim Ferriss introduced this idea. He has a TED Talk about it. It's in the show notes. Um, it's basically a, an analysis of your uh, missed opportunity and the, the cost, the opportunity cost associated with it. So if I, if I gain back 10 pounds that I've lost this year, what is the consequence to that? If I lose mobility or lose stability in my knee and I have to get another surgery, what are the consequences of that? They're big for me. I'm self-employed and I rely on my, I'm on my feet all day long. I rely on my body. I need my body to be moving well and feeling good. So I have to avoid that. So that m gives me some restrictions in my weightlifting. I'm very careful with my hands and I've, I have some great tools and to, to help me with that. And I also share those tools with musicians that I work with. Um, I have a dental surgeon that also has the same priority. Um, I have a couple clients that fit, more than a couple that fit into this category. We need our hands. Or maybe their recreational sport mentality is around playing the piano and just rocking out. You know, you want to preserve and avoid hurting your hands. And, you know, on the opposite side of that, um, some people, it's the feet. Um, Let's not go down the rabbit hole on all the things you can hurt and all the things you have to avoid. But it's really good for just to take your fears and put them down and then 
get them out of the way. Like acknowledge them and process it objectively rather than raising anxiety about things that you can't control and um, doing the opposite, essentially. And then our next list that we have to make to be really strategic about our goals is the elimination. What do you have to eliminate? What is not serving you? Let's just start with an obvious one for myself. Um, it's no secret. I like to drink. Always have. Guess what? If you're, if you're building muscle, you, you can't drink a lot. So I have to eliminate a lot of social things for myself or I have to go home earlier. And some of my girlfriends will tell you it's true. I have to go home earlier than I used to, but I still do make time for my social events. They're just limited and they have to, I have to make the most of them. <laughs> and also be, be well behaved. That's where activated charcoal comes in for any of you lushes that are on the same level as I am. Um, anyways, I'll, maybe put that on the Instagram. So what are the other threats? Um, timing, scheduling will fit into this box. Um, things of that nature, traffic. So you want to, you know, if, if you know you have to 45 minutes in traffic when you get home, work out before you leave or, you know, planning ahead. That's where this comes into play. Um, so we have our strategic goal grid. So I've worked through things that are going to help me get to my goal. And the, so the other side of this, besides the strategy, so we just did the a strategy, short strategy session for myself. The next thing is the self-acceptance. Look at the numbers, look at the threats, take it for what they are, numbers that can change and the power of belief in this situation is so important, you have to believe that you are going to hit the numbers. So, for example, I used an in-body fat scanning machine for, it, it's a body fat, it's a lean mass, um, it does segmental fat analysis. And the first time I did this was February 25th, 2017. I was, according to this, 152 pounds and 31.4% body fat. So I did a reading on July 18th, 2018. So more than a year later, much more than a year later, I lost um, more than 10 pounds. So I went from 152 to 138 pounds and my body fat went down from 31.4 to 23, and I feel great right now. And by adding two pounds of muscle, I could lose a little bit more fat, but I don't need to, that's not my priority. I wanna increase my lean mass as of this point. Um, sometimes you can do both, sometimes you can't. I was able to do both over the year, but it took over a year to get there. That And that's with having all the fitness tools at my um, fingertips. So, and cutting out a lot of alcohol and counting my macros from time to time, a couple times a month, basically. That's the, re that's the reality. But you can't stay on track for a year if you're 
judging yourself and having a lot of negative self-talk. Remember, you're preparing for greatness and you have to talk to yourself in that way and accept with the change in mind that you have a place to go and that you're just not there yet. And don't think about your potential or what you could be. Think that you're just preparing for greatness. The other assessments that I have included in my quest um, are movement assessments. I use the Dorsivai, which for my clinic, and that has captured some movement inefficiencies. So if you want to gain muscle, you have to train a little hard. You have to put some volume on. So you gotta fill the holes of the movement inefficiencies found in a movement analysis. Having some type of ob objective analysis in this area too is important because if, if training is an important part of your wellness goal, then movement assessments could be an important part for you. They are for me. I don't always have a trainer with me or a workout buddy, so I have to be mindful of my own form while I'm taking a little bit of risk in my lifting, especially with the Olympic stuff, right? Um, so it's, you know, it's almost like I'm practicing movement before I load it in, in some ways. Another way is I provide assessments for my clients with muscle activation techniques. I myself get muscle activation techniques and use that information that we find in the session to make sure I'm doing the right exercises, especially the right movement pathways or preparing for exercise, the right warm up. That's where you take this assessment information and where your body isn't perfect movement wise and you fill the holes in your warm-up if you have to. Um, the other test that I'm excited about, uh, and this is more for the weight fat loss component and the muscle building, micronutrient testing. That is, so I'm getting a little bit expensive here I'm just giving you the options out there. If um, there are other ways to assess yourself and get objective measurements, they take longer. And you have to be aware of, you know, why they aren't the gold standard in measuring yourself. Spectrocell, well, leave that out. Uh, micronutrient testing can give you a baseline. Are you doing the right supplements? Is your body resting properly? which is one of the most important reasons um, to spend time on your supplements and examining them and finding the right ones to see if your body is able to use fat as a fuel or carbohydrates as a, as a fuel or however your body is going to lose the fat and build the muscle that you're able to do that. So these are the type of numbers that a uh, micronutrient testing can give you. I was just made aware of another ge a genetic test that I am kind of excited about. I want to try it. It's a little expensive, but um, it gives you 
genetic information on how you metabolize fat and what is the perfect amount of um, time-wise, the duration of exercise for your genetics. I think that would be very cool to see. I don't absolutely need it, but I am so curious. <laughs> um, where we're going next on this adventure of assess and conquer is stress and then rest concept. What is the difference between actually working out, counting your macros and doing well, and losing the body fat, gaining the muscle? What's the difference between that and going through a cycle of failing over and over and over again? What's the difference? And I believe it is self-acceptance, so we need to talk about that. And two, we need to talk about stress and then rest. We need to talk about the rest component, sleep, 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 all the hormones involved with sleep and how your body can adapt and do the magical and take the magical pill of exercise because that's where it really comes to life is when you're getting the right amount and the right kind of rest. So that's, yeah, so that's what you can look forward to hearing about. Um, if you want to know more about what I'm doing workout-wise, let me know. I um, can share it. Uh, it's just a little bit of effort, like recording all this stuff and then posting it. But, you know, if people are interested in, and this is what's going to help me grow my podcast and get me to that win-win where I'm empowering you and my audience and my clients, then I'll do it. Um, but I need to know. Otherwise, um, you know, I'm just going to mostly keep it to myself and then show off all the muscles afterwards instead. <laughs> um, so that's your feedback homework for me um, and your and the thing that you can look for uh, in social media or on my email is the strategic goal grid, if you want to employ that in your own fitness, and uh, the testing that I'm doing. Happy to share my numbers and what I did. It's been a great year um, from that 152 to 138. It feels great, and I hope that empowers you. I trust that it does. Because, you know, we're all humans and we've got to either tiptoe over the obstacles or go at it together to make that big jump over the obstacles. Uh, it's, you know, I'm really enjoying the podcast and I hope you are too. Can't wait to hear from you and talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and comment, like, dislike, just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.